0: Beatty likely will try to angle this and, oh! to the near hash. Bounces once, no yards. There goes Deadman again. Stays on his feet. Devontae Deadman still on his feet. No way. Are you kidding me? Fun race now. Deadman down, down the sideline. An amazing return by Devontae Deadman.
1: In the words How of Milton Steele. did he do that? Oh. My. Goodness.
2: goodness.
3: It is week nine in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly across Canada on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. Coming to you... From the Toronto TSN 1050 studios, get us on Twitter at AndyMC81. You can watch live behind the scenes too on twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. How about them Argos got that first victory, 28-27, over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That kicked off Week 8, and it just got wilder after that. We will talk about it all and get you ready for Week 9. And folks, remember, we are delivered by Domino's. Go grab a large... Four-topping pizza for just $12.99. For dessert, how long have I been telling you about the Marbled Cookie Brownie? Three, four, five years. Marbled Cookie Brownie. Hot, cold, in between. Gotta try it. But get those pizzas at dominoes.ca. On today's show, Rod Black from the CFL on TSN. He will stop by. After that, I go behind the helmet with Brian Burnham. Wide receiver for the B.C. Lions. Now this guy, the last three years, over a thousand yard receiver. Really interesting story. So we get to know Brian Burnham from the B.C. Lions in behind the helmet. And then, of course, your CFL fantasy football tips from Ben Kramer of Daily Roto and CFL.ca. So if you have any fantasy football questions on the Canadian Football League side, for DraftKings, for the TSN CFL game, whatever, hit us up on Twitter at andymc 81 and Ben at Benjamin or twitch.tv slash andymaclive in the chat room there. You know what, guys? Hey, there's a lot of news and notes. Let's go. First down. And after our show last week, there was a huge trade. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders made a statement by trading Zach Caleros to the Toronto Argonauts that they were all in this season on the now starting quarterback, Cody Fajardo. Rod Smith and Matt Dunnigan discuss.
2: The Zach Caleros trade last week made an interesting statement by two teams, Matty. Not just the Argos, but by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, too, willing to part with them a statement on how much faith they have in Cody Fajardo now as their number one QB.
1: Justifiably so. He's checking off a lot of boxes. And the latest one is being able to play injured and be productive. And we're going to take a look at Dylan Wynn getting in on the quarterback. And to me, this is over the line type of play. Good on Dylan for getting to the quarterback. But this here at the end is uncalled for. No place in the game. And if that's me, I'm telling one of these four guys, if not all five of them, anybody's going to listen on my offensive line that 98 a mark man for the rest of the year that's just vicious play and i don't think it's allowed in this game and he's got to go to the sideline basically put a cast on his ankle it doesn't phase him a bit next time on the football field shortly thereafter he's on his horse just playing ball and you've got to do this you got to stay active when you're dealing with a rolled ankle like that for does and then it doesn't affect his 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 poison the pocket he finds shaq evans who he did often that night on am delvin bro inspired the ball perfectly Biggest game, play of the game, this one right here. He knows he's pulling it and he's gonna get on his horse and get to the sidelines, and he outruns Delvin Bro going 32 kilometers an hour. Bro takes a bad angle and it's lights out for Jardos, nose for the end zone. He finds the pylon game over. Cody Fajardo taking big steps forward, gaining a lot of confidence in his teammates and the whole Ryder Nation the way he's
2: playing. Yeah, we all hate to see the rash of injuries to quarterback this season. If there's a silver lining, though, it's to see what some of the backups can do. Case in point, Fajardo has earned himself a number one job with Saskatchewan, now four and two as a starter trying to improve that against the Alouettes.
3: So there it is, Rod Smith and Matt Dunn Yeah, Cody Fajardo. Like, who would have thought, if you were taking bets... That Cody Fajardo, one, if you're a casual CFL fan, that you knew who he was. Two, that he would not only get to play, but force the trade of a quarterback you brought in to be the starter in Zach Caleros, who now goes to the Toronto Argonauts. You know what, let's get to that. Second down, and we'll sprinkle in this at first. Though after a five and zero start, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have lost their last two. So, what should the concern level be there? They lost to the Argos. The Argos finally grabbing that first victory of the season, and what about Ottawa beating Montreal? Now, Vernon Adams Jr. left the game. Pipkin got in, and, and Adams Jr., uh, who's on behind the helmet earlier this season, looks like he's going to miss some time. But the question there is, as well, what's the bigger surprise? The Toronto win or Ottawa being the red-hot Montreal Alouettes? Well, let's hear what Rod Smith and the CFL panel decide.
2: Yes, it's that time of the week when we huddle up and talk about Week 8 in the Canadian Football League with Matt Dunnigan, Milt Stiegel, and Davis Sanchez. And, Matty, you start with this. Winnipeg Blue Bombers have lost back-to-back games in the East on a scale of 1 to 10. How concerned are you about your old team?
1: I'll give it three. Right now, I'm a three. Mm. Because, uh, these are lessons that the Bombers should have learned. You know, you can't win football games by turning the football over, and you got to beat the opponent down and keep them down and finish them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with a five. I say that because they lost to who? Dane Evans and McBeth. Mm. Those aren't two I'm elite quarterbacks uh, right there. They're I'm still the five and two, but the two quarterbacks they
4: lost to. I'm that's a little a more I'm concerned. Road. I'm going to go 5.5 because I like the, the makeup of that, that team. But what I saw at the end of the game was a quarterback that looked in that game like he he didn't want to lose the game Mm, and and more than he wanted to go out and snatch the game and win the game. My quarterback... He's got to look like he wants to win the game and not worry about losing the game.
2: And they got a big test coming up in the Calgary Stampeders <laughs> yes. Thursday night. All right, Mel, which victory surprised you more, Ottawa's in Montreal or the Argos beating Winnipeg? The Argos beating Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. You look at the fact. Why did surprise you? They...
4: Well, I told you with the pregame show they were going to win. Oh, shut up, Why did surprise you? <laughs> they were 0-6, oh, not just
1: 0-6. <laughs> they had lost by an average of like 23 uh, points a game, and then they went in there and put it on Winnipeg. That was a big. You could almost see it me. coming. Uh, Couldn't you, Mel? You could almost see it coming. It was like uh, 10 points right towards the half and then all of a sudden momentum was shifted and you saw it coming yeah. Winnipeg could never regain it and it was the Deadman shell in the other game and VA went out and Pipkin didn't look comfortable and I wasn't surprised that that happened because you lose your starter, bad things are going to happen. Yeah, t- Toronto, there was, it was backed up, they were backed up into a corner at home,
4: I had to believe they would come out and I thought the Arbor was had a chance, I wasn't all that surprised.
3: That's the CFL on TSN. And how about two of the players we talked about already, quarterbacks, McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, Macbeth, and Cody Fajardo, two of the three CFL top performers of the week. So good for them, the Argos. Cody Fajardo, to me, the way he's played in Saskatchewan, has a much better chance of becoming the, the continued starter. Still a lot of time in teams to figure him out, but he's been on a better trajectory, I think, then a McLeod-Bethel-Thompson. I still don't think the starter of this Argonauts team going forward is on the team in Franklin or Bethel-Thompson. If Zach Caleros is healthy, he could be the guy. He was the guy. But we're now talking about 2015 Zach Caleros when he was on the Hamilton Tiger Cats playing at an MOP level, and he hasn't been able to get right since. And my big thing is I just don't, don't want the guy to get hurt. Anymore, for, for, for long-term implications. A lot of concussions starts to get a bit scary. So you got those two. Okay, let's go to third down. Third down. And rankings time. We like to bring these to you every once in a while. This time, the CFL on TSM panel, led by Rod Smith again, ranks the top returners in the Canadian Football League
2: canadian football league for the return game so the 7-11 player rankings will look at just that our 7-Eleven Slurpee Boy. Producer Jamie came up with this list. Frankie Williams of the Ticats. Devontae Dedman. Wow, what a performance he had against the Alouettes. Brandon Banks. Chris Rainey. Uh, he also had a big one, too, against Winnipeg. Lucky Whitehead. Martise Jackson. Brandon Rutley. Okay, but it wouldn't be the same if we didn't tee off on Slurpee Boy's list. So, Maddie, he's missed some names here.
1: <laughs> I'm dropping the boy here. I'm dropping the boy. I'm just going with Slurpee, all right? <laughs> and maybe Slurp for short. And, and, and first of all, uh, Marcus Thigpen. I think mm, one of the one huh. of the most Explosive mm. players in the Canadian Football League since he's come onto the scene is just, is, he's omitted. He's not even on that list. Luches Purifoy. I like that name too. Yes. Love that I mean, name. I, uh, great
2: but, on kickoffs, not on punts, but uh, he's a great kick returner.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's gifted, you know, yeah. And uh, but Devontae uh, Deadman yeah. has, uh, has burst yeah. onto the scene like uh, no other. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I actually, uh, Frankie Williams, I don't know if he should be at the top of the list there. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big Brandon Rutley fan based on what he's come uh, come come mm-hmm. come, overcome mm-hmm. in the offseason, uh, a yeah. big ACL injury. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love it. Guys, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm,
4: yeah. I'm Lucius Purifoy as well. If you're top in the league, he only does take returns. So you can't, yeah. he doesn't make this, and he's number one in the league in that. And he's also a defensive back, and his name is Ches. Also a defensive and back. And he's so okay. he's in the game for sure. <laughs> Frankie Williams, uh, Frankie Williams oh, I agree, good. he should be number one. He has more 30-plus returns than anybody else, meaning he's hitting it. Slurpee Fl-
1: yeah, boy, didn't Ryan Langford just turn well, to return? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. He got, cut, he in got cut in Ottawa. And, and, so, uh, and, so Desmond, and so Desmond took Swerf his spot, and look what he's doing in BC count. now. It doesn't count. Yeah. That doesn't but count. He got two. Yeah, of one he's game. back in BC. Returning kick, after two he got two in one game. But he yeah. was not the same returner in as a red black as he okay. as he become with BC. Slurpy boy is slurping again. <laughs> I love everybody on that list. Uh, yeah. I love. If I had to go with one, though, no, it'd be Chris Rainey. Yeah. He will be my all-return exactly. guy right now. Yeah. Slow track and yeah. Toronto yeah, too, buddy. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going for one high. of those
2: 7-Eleven rankings where seven's not enough. Maybe we
3: should have 11. There you go. Some rankings on the top returners in the Canadian Football League. So we will swing around all the top stories from Week 8 leading into Week 9... With one of my favorite dudes from CFL on TSN, play-by-play man, Rod Black. After that, it'll be Brian Burnham from the BC Lions and behind the helmet. And, of course, your CFL fantasy tips from Ben Kramer of Daily Roto and CFL.ca. So if you got your questions for CFL fantasy, hit us up on Twitter at andymc one at Benjamin, or jump in the chat room on Twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive and send them there. But we talk to Rod Black next on CFL Weekly. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's Domino's.ca. Back to CFL Weekly across Canada on the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you live from the TSN 1050 Toronto studio. You can watch along on twitch.tv slash Live. Jump in the chat room. Talk between commercial breaks. Have some fun. Also on Twitter at andymc81. And later on in the show, we're going to have uh, actually probably about 10, 12 minutes time. We're going to have Brian Burnham from the BC Lions behind the helmet, get to know him a little bit better. And then after that, we'll have Ben Kramer from CFL.ca and Daily Roto with some CFL fantasy tips. So we're going to be waiting on Rod Black for just a moment from the CFL on TSN to get him on. And then we'll uh, we'll chat with Rod and, and go from there. But uh, Oh, let's see. Rod, do we got him? we got Rod? There we go. Mr. Rod Black, CFL on TSN. Rod, how are you, man? Rod, can you hear me? We're trying to get Rod Black. Let's see. Come on, Roddy. Do we got him? Rod's going to try to get Rod Black back on the line to talk some big picture CFL stuff as we get into week nine in the Canadian Football League. A lot to talk about, too. Vernon Adams Jr. gone. That's so disappointing to me. We had him on the show. Dude finally gets his break. Now, I don't know how long he's going to be out. Hopefully, it's nothing too, too serious. But then you got Pigskin Pipkin coming back. Antonio Pipkin. No. If you had the Alouettes, Vernon Adams Jr. was clicking. And you have the Red Blacks come in. So now you look at these standings. And it's like, all right. It looked like the East was all wrapped up. Before these injuries, East was all wrapped up. You had Hamilton Cats. And then it was just going to be some hodgepodge after. Well, all of a sudden, Jeremiah Massole goes down. The Alouettes catch fire. But Vernon Adams is out. Ottawa with the upset. They're three and four. Alouettes three and three. Argos get a win one and six. They're not out of it. Now you look at the Argos again. McLeod, Bethel, Thompson. See the long term guy? I don't, I don't think so. But heck, just like with Montreal, maybe you catch lightning in a ball. Let's see if we can get Rod Black online. Rod, how are you? Andy Mack, how you doing bud? Oh very good sir. Very happy to have you on and we uh we were just talking here. Okay, so uh, you start with the East Division and Rod, like now it is it is a division one hundred percent up for grabs with Dane Evans in for the tie Cats, Vernon Adams banged up, Pipkin coming back in, Ottawa Dominique Davis, but their uh, you know, special teams return and then the Argos get their first win. Like can you make heads or tails out of this out of this East Division? Is it is it uh, Hamilton to lose?
0: Yeah, it would be easier to figure out uh, politics in the White House than Right. figuring, uh, figuring out <laughs> oh, what, the uh, CFL East. It, it's crazy. And, you know, some people have pointed to parity. Uh, I would say that uh, sometimes early in the new season because we've seen, you know, uh, kind of topsy turvy There was no rhyme or reason. I mean, we saw two teams streak out early in Hamilton and one one the guys' company now. Uh, I just think that you know it's very hard and schedule, especially you know, with the possibility of injuries to pop up to the CFL and, and and stay on course. I think that's been issue, but yeah, it's it's, well, it's, 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 it's it's it's
3: been it's been something else. And really, it's been about quarterbacks falling and uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the backups coming in, right? And and who would have thought? I said it off the top rod, Who would have thought? If you were to take bets at the start of the season, yeah, you know what? Cody Fujardo is going to be starting for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders uh, week nine. Don't worry about it. And, oh, yeah, he just went performer of the week. Um, nobody saw that come. Like, it's really about, okay, who can hold on and try to slap something together on the go with your backup quarter situ- uh, quarterback situation? Because right now, the only actual starters for the beginning of the year, you got Matt Nichols. You have Mike Riley somehow still upright with the BC yeah. Lions. Which
0: right. Is in itself.
3: Yeah. Like, it's. It is absolutely incredible. So when you look at the the West now, you got Winnipeg five and two, Calgary five and two. There, they Calgary is real interesting to me, Rod, because now you get Bo Levi almost back. They, they Nick Arbuckle did his job. Tread water. What what are you making about the West? Because Saskatchewan again four and three. That's you know they're not out of it.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you, Kings every week, Andy Mac, You know, change as well because I do think that you see um how the market corrects. I, I you know, Winnipeg early on was streaking out. I thought Winnipeg looked indomitable early. And then, you know, you think, well, Nick Arbuckle's kind of doing it, kind of doing it. And who is Nick Arbuckle? And, you know, I, I, I said a couple of weeks ago in our broadcast, the same thing we said a few years ago, Who who is this bull, Levi Mitchell? Who is this yeah. Mike Riley? Who, you know, who's Matt? Who, who is Damon Allen? You know, that's what happens in the CFL. And I think what we're seeing you know, it's the year of the people are it the year of the backup quarterback, or the year of the injured starting quarterback. I, I'd also call it the year of the return. I know we'll talk about that a little bit more, but um, yeah, you you have to have a good backup in place. And I think coaches talk about it. The media doesn't really talk about it. We see that guy with a clipboard on the sideline, but guess what? That's what that was Jeremiah Masoli a few years ago. You know, that was Levi yeah. Mitchell a few years ago. So you you know people. People don't talk it enough about the bats, but the, you know, those reps with the scout teams during the weeks. Even the, the third string quarterback is important in some cities right now. But, um, you know, I, I do think you're seeing Calgary such a deep organization, and, and they're going to be in it all season long. Winnipeg's experience has paved through. They've got a great running game. Matt Nichols is playing very well, and they've got a real capable backup should he go down. And, and Chris Strebler. don't keep on it.
3: Yeah, uh, and Strebler showed last year. He could come in and do duties. But, uh, Rod, in conversation with Rob Black, CFL and TSN, uh, you mentioned the return game, year of the return. Well, the third, we had McLeod Bethel-Thompson, we had Cody Fajardo, the third CFL performer of the week from the Ottawa Red Blacks, who ended up upsetting the Montreal Alouettes, Devontae Dedman, 189 yards and a TD on punt returns, and had 187 on kickoff returns with a, a TD as well. Like, just an, a sensational week, obviously, for him. But really, overall, it seems like we've seen more big plays on returns in previous years. Is that recency or is that, does that stand out to you too? Oh, we may have lost We may have lost Rod. Let's see. Ah, dang. We may have lost Rod Black. Uh, but, man, I just listed the numbers there for Devontae Dedman. Oh, you look at those 189, 187. Separate. Those aren't combined. That's punt returns 189, kickoff 187. Dude had himself a night. And that just goes to show the the level of talent and the space when you get these quick guys, all you gotta do is you make one guy miss and you get the right edge around the corner and boom, you're gone in those big fields. So that was very exciting. Really, if you look at that Ottawa Montreal game, that's why Ottawa won. It wasn't because of Dominic Davis. You know, Twenty to thirty four, one sixty four, a touchdown in the air and two interceptions. It you know, wasn't with wasn't Dominique Davis. like, That's what's, what is really weird in the East now. You're going to win this division, somebody, and it's not going to be because of a quarterback. A quarterback might lose it for you, but a quarterback isn't going to win it for you outside, I think, of Vernon Adams Jr. Now, what do we know about Dane Evans at this point? Well, he had the one start. You know, and like I said last week, you're going to have to keep just a tempered expectation, at least at first, Because of he's new. new. Oh, we got. I think we got Rod back on. We'll try. We'll try to get him out. Rod, are you there?
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I either got to pay my bill. You got to pay your (laughs) bill, or or maybe it's it's, maybe it's it's the 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 curse of maybe I'm just a backup. Maybe that's it. No, stop. That's a backup's rule. Listen, uh, (laughs) I I guess you probably heard what I was saying. Is again, I think you know. Again, Calgary and Winnipeg are are you know very elite in the West, but Andy. I think we talked earlier in the season. You know, we talk one third polls, and here we are at the one third poll. You know, they it may sound satanic, but you know the coaches treat the CFL season with a six-six-six code. You know, the first six, the mm-hmm. middle six, and and the last six. And you know, I you get through that first six, you want to keep your head above water. You want to be near or around five hundred to get up to business That's crazy. what you want to do is be up middle six. That kind of gets you ready. Or what happens after Labor Day, and then you make your push for the playoffs. You just you can't fall behind too much, and that's kind of the problem with BC and Toronto right now. But I, I do think they're you know I, again every week. It, it, I, I don't know about you. I, I'm sure you're a fantasy player. Maybe I think it's a lot easier to play fantasy football than it is to do pick-ems because CFL is really hard to predict right now.
3: It, it is, and you know what, Rod? Even on the fantasy side, what quarterback do you pick, right? like wow. who, who, yeah. who, right like if you're filling out your roster you pretty much have to go with yeah. trevor harris who I, I i love but there's trevor harris there's matt nichols and yeah. you, you you think you'd go with mike riley but you're not going with mike riley so really you're kind yeah. of down to two sure things as far as guys who are going to give yeah. you some sort of production it's weird
0: yeah yeah it is weird and you know Ver, you know i really feel bad for vernon adams oh you me know, too I've been <laughs> done montreal the last few weeks and I know a lot of people haven't talked much about the hit. I think they should talk about the hit I, It was not a um, you know an intentional malicious hit by any stretch, but it's still a head hit and they're going to be yeah. punished and you know I'm sure there probably will be a fine or some sort uh, but it, it also changed the game for for the Alouettes but here you know honestly uh, for a fantasy player, I might even be considering Antonio Pipkin because unlike some of the other quarterbacks that have been thrown in like Dane Evans. Pipkin was a starter, remember. That's true. Pipkin had some numbers. Yeah. So, you know, he might be a guy, and and they have Saskatchewan this week, but then again, you know, you you look at the numbers that Fajardo has been putting up. Um, You know, another one that you might pick down the road is, you know, everybody's kind of talking about what Zach Hilaris is going to do and how good will he be. Will he be even able to play? And I have a feeling that we're not done with the Zach Hilaris story, and I know Zach isn't, certainly, and Zach Hilaris fans I mean, he's a capable quarterback. He's kind of that possession quarterback, and he's also capable of slinging. And so, I, you know, you cheer for guys like that. You cheer for the Vernon. Yeah, hey, you got to cheer for a lot of quarterbacks this year, Andy, because so many of them have been getting banged up.
3: You're, you're so right, Rod. And you know what? The Zach Calero story, you're right. And I chatted a little bit about it off the top, but... My concern is, I, we've saw, in 2015, that dude was playing at an MOV level before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Zach Aileris can do it. The, the problem is, he hasn't been able to stay healthy since then. And my biggest concern, Rod, is getting to know the guy a little bit. You get to know these people in the, in the business, yeah. right? And, and you don't want him to take that one headshot too many. Yeah. Right? Especially but,
0: when you've taken a few, especially when you've taken one, and the CFL has done great things. I had it conversation with Commissioner Randy Ambrose on the sideline a few weeks ago. And, you know, they, they are diligent. Uh, yeah. and they're vigilant. And they, they want to make sure that, um, you know, that, you know, one is too much. You know, like, let, there, there aren't. And, and I think the game of football probably will, you know, the way we see it now, well, let's say 10 years down the road, might even be changed. We, we won't see any of them. And we're starting to see less and less. But, you know, one thing I have noticed about the quarterbacks and people ask me every day is like, you know why so many quarterbacks going down? Why are you know why are they, well you know if you look I mean the defenses I mean they throw blitzes every single play practically the house is coming our our you know our rush ends are incredible and a lot of these quarterbacks in the Canadian Football League do what they don't stay really in the pocket they start to move and you saw what happened with Masoli with his with his knee right you know yeah. they're moved, they're on the move you saw Vernon Adams you know get a head hit he was on the move you saw Coleros he was on the move you know guys are getting flushed. You know they're getting rushed, they're getting flushed, and you know unfortunately getting crushed a lot of times. And that and 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 that, um, it, it's a part of the game. Hey, it's part of football, but you just hate when you see guys going down. And I mean I I'm, this is this is a an epidemic now. You know it's a plague of quarterbacks going down, and you just you, you kind of cringe. I know when we do games, we kind of Wayne and I look at each other and kind of go. You know, get up, get up, buddy, get up. And we had the live mic on Jeremiah, you know, that was such a a heartbreaking one. And I love the live mics, but but you hate to hear that stuff, too. When when someone's getting hurt, you know, you could hear him going, oh, no, oh, no. And you just knew right away something, something brave had happened
3: right Rod thank you so much for taking the time man always appreciate you and uh what games do you got this weekend
0: I got two I so I have Saskatchewan and Montreal the Friday night special by the way games in Montreal there's a great vibe there again it's
3: it really so good
0: cool. yeah good. it's so cool to see it back and I think they're gonna be lifting some of those tarps in the in the in the on the top deck again because it, it really is alive there and then I have the Hall of Fame game on on Saturday BC Lions. And Hamilton. And and what a great class, Andy. I know you're probably talking about it in the show, but what a terrific class uh, led by John Cornish and all the great receivers. So can't wait for that one. Always great to be in the hammer on a Hall of Fame game. So enjoy week nine.
3: Absolutely. You too, my friend. Thank you so much. Okay, see you, Andy. All right, there he goes. Rod Black from the CFL on TSN. So he's doing double duty this weekend. We're going to step aside. Head out west to the BC Lions and talk with star wide receiver Brian Burnham. Get to know him a little bit better behind the helmet. That's coming up next on CFL Weekly. Bell Weekly, Canada-wide on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara here from the TSN 1050 Toronto Studios. Follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. You can watch behind the scenes on twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. And of course, as Uh, Rod Black from CFL and TSN mentioned he'll be calling the Hall of Fame game on Saturday. Uh, John Cornish leading that class. What a stud John Cornish was. I was able to interview him over the years. Terry Greer going in, of course, as well. Toronto Argonauts, great. You got Jim Hobson as a builder. Uh, Ernie Pitt, the late great Ernie Pitts, Frank Smith, also a builder. David Williams just go up and down the list. So that's going to be a fun weekend as some of the all-time greats are honored in the Canadian Football League. Some guy who, hey, you know, if he puts up a few more of these 1,000-plus yard receiving years like he has the last three seasons, he might find himself there as well. Not the start to the season the BC Lions have want, but still one of the premier receivers in the league. Brian Burnham from the BC Lions joins me in Behind the Helmet. Brian, this is season 6 for you in the Canadian Football League. When you first came to the BC Lions in 2014, take me through your your the thought process at that time and all the way you've come. You've three consecutive 1000 plus yard receiving seasons, nine touchdowns a year ago. Can you believe it's been 6 seasons?
5: Um it's it's kind of hard to believe when I when I sit back and think about it. Um you know, coming into the league is Honestly, you know, I was coming to potentially be here for two or three years and then make my way to the NFL. You know, that was the ultimate goal, Um, as is the same for for a lot of American guys coming up here. But um, unfortunately, that plan didn't work out. And, you know, I've been so fortunate to be able to to be successful and be on my sixth year, man. It's unbelievable But I'm 29 and still able to play football every day.
3: Hey, man, that's you know what? That is what many people would would thrive. Ninety nine percent of the people who are are playing college ball want to do that. And you've you've done it and you still have a long way to go. Yeah, I got to ask you this. the the whole six year career and you say at first the contract, typically two, three years. And you try to make yourself back uh, back to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Um, But why is Vancouver and the B.C. Lions organization? Why has it been the best fit for you? Because after that first contract, you could have gone anywhere, but you decided to stay with the B.C. Lions.
5: Right. Um, well, you know, after, after the three years were up and, um, kind of made my rounds in the NFL, did a bunch of workouts. Um, it wasn't really a question of where I wanted to be. Um, BC had kind of come home to me. Um, and Wally Buono being a part of that organization. I mean, there wasn't anyone else I would rather work for or play for. And, uh, you know, it was an easy decision for me. Um, being on the West Coast, being able to wake up and drive to practice and, and see the mountains yeah. on the horizon every day—I mean, it's just—it's it's the quality of life, and I mean, it was—it was an easy decision for me.
3: Was it a big adjustment? Uh, if people go to your CFL.ca player page, it says in New Jer- Morristown, New Jersey, went to school in Tulsa. Was that—was <laughs> that change? Mm-hmm. Was it huge? Because you're going really coast to coast. You're going to the opposite side of the whole continent.
5: Yeah, it was a it was a huge change, you know, coming from uh, you know, suburban life um you know, living in the shadow of Philadelphia and New York City. Right. Um being in those big cities and then going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, that was that was just a huge culture shock for me. Um and you know, definitely it it, it took a while to grow on me, but you know, I ended up falling in love with Oklahoma and um, you know, it kind of helped mold me into who I am today, but then coming out to the West coast, I mean, that was just a complete, uh, complete culture shock for me. Cause you know, I mean, I'm not used to the West coast lifestyle, you know, right? things just, things just seem to be more relaxed and, and people are happy out here and <laughs> not that they are on the East coast, but you know, it's just like every day is a vacation for people out here almost. And, uh, Man, it's just is is awesome. You know, I love being out here on the West Coast, um, and it's, it's it's definitely a lot different than Oklahoma, and a little a little different than you know the big cities on the East Coast. And um, it's, it's definitely something that I've fallen in love with, and hope to be able to spend a few more years
3: here. Well. You said how, how the culture shock, and, and really, so is it New Jersey, south to Oklahoma, and then up, the next step is the Arctic. That but Then you've caught, you know, the, the diamond shape yeah. of the, of the kind. Hopefully, right. hopefully, it won't yeah. be up there. Yeah. We're, we're not going to send you up to none of it in the North, Northwest Territories now. Please, please. But, please. <laughs> but, but Brian, <laughs> we're going through all that, those different stages of your career, growing as a player, as a person, and growing up, when Americans come to the CFL, uh, what, Advice do you give them about how the game is played, the league itself, adjusting to Canada? Because you can be a real go-to guy for these players who come out and, and just like you were back in 2014, like, whoa, this is totally different.
5: Definitely. Um, you know, the thing I would say to them, first and foremost, is, is patience. Um, you know, every, everyone has this plan in their mind that they're going to go up to the CFL. They just got done playing college ball. Uh, they're feeling good. They're going to go up to the CFL. They're going to dominate and they're going to be back down south in no time. And that's rare. Mm-hmm. You know, you, that's, that's rare. Most guys come up here. Um, they spend maybe a whole season on the practice roster. You know, I spent 11 weeks on the, on the PR and, um, unfortunately got injured. And, you know, the next week was, the, the next year was kind of a struggle coming back from injury and, you know i i didn't really bloom into the player i am until my 3rd year here so right. you know the thing i would say is patience it's going to take time to learn this game to learn this offense um you know playing with a, a 12th man for americans is you know the defenses are are totally different than we're used to playing against in in the states so yeah you, you got to be willing to to be in it for the long run because it might take two or three years for you to really mm-hmm. catch your stride and to start putting that film together to to kind of catch the eyes of scouts down south or to catch the eyes of GMs and scouts across Canada and, you know, potentially become a franchise player up here.
3: Exactly, like you've become with the BC Lions in conversation with Brian Burnham, wide receiver for the BC Lions. Uh, so, Brian, you not the start of the season that you'd wanted, obviously, with the Lions, but, yeah. okay, Coming into the year, you get Mike Riley, and I don't care one in six. You still got one of arguably the most talented quarterback in the league. How has that been building that chemistry? Just to have the arm talent, the the reputation coming into playing with a guy like Mike Riley, even though the results in the standings haven't been what you've wanted to to this point.
5: Uh, it's been fun, you know. I, I really can't say that I've that I have any complaints about how. You know this this relationship has been building, and how Mike's been for this team. Um, You know, just start from the start of training camp, even weeks before training camp. You know, Mike and I were getting together with Lamar, Durant, Shaq, Johnson, all those guys, and and throwing, and uh, you could tell the type of guy he was. You know, the the leadership that he had, and the things that he was going to bring to the table, and you know that was evident from day one of training camp, and you still see it today. You know, he he. He's been sacked way too many times, Gosh, but yeah. he gets up, gets back to the sideline, and figures out what we got to do next. And you know, it's something that hasn't changed. And uh, not a lot of people w- would would do that. You know, you, you can't say that about too many people. No. Um, the type of composure he has. So it's been it's been awesome playing with him. Um, you know, just the type of you know arm strength and all that aside just the way he approaches the game and understands the game and he knows what everyone's supposed to be doing and where everyone's supposed to be so if you mess up he's he's on it you know you're not right, going right. to sneak anything past him so you know it's really good to have him it's like another coach on the field
3: and to keep it going and you guys will kick it up sooner rather than later I'm sure a couple of new jersey questions for you okay Brian to get to get to know okay. you a little bit better so obviously Two of the best-known New Jersey-based TV shows of all time, The Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. I got. I, if you had to pick one, are you going Sopranos or are you going Boardwalk Empire?
5: Uh, that's an easy decision for me with The Sopranos. Yes, so that's, me too, man. I mean, it's,
3: oh.
5: it's, it's, you can't beat it. You
3: can't. You can't. It, 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 and you have so, Shemi, who is in The Boardwalk Empire. Sopranos is an all-timer, right?
5: 100%. yeah.
3: Absolutely love it. Good, we're on the same page. Uh, now let's see how much you know about your state, your home state of New Jersey. Okay, and I've asked—I've okay. asked different players from Florida, from California, all that. The, the, the results aren't usually that good, so you don't have very far, far to beat them. <laughs> all right, so let's go with this: New Jersey state bird. Oh, wow, that's that's a tough one. It's, uh, it's it's yellow. I'll give you a hint there. It's yellow. It's yellow yellow and
5: black. Yellow and black. God, it's on the tip of my tongue, but I can't think Can I cheat and phone a friend? <laughs> the finch?
3: The, no? Oh, I don't. Oh, oh you know what? That it's very close. I'm gonna give you a partial credit. Eastern goldfinch. So you got
2: half. Oh,
3: okay. okay. There we go. That's like. There you go. It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> if if there was prize money on the line, I'd let you call a friend, but there isn't. So uh, you know, <laughs> not not much point. <laughs> uh, New Jersey state animal. So not a bird, but the official state animal. This was surprising to me. The official state animal yeah. of New Jersey. Yeah. According to Google. Ah. Interesting. Hmm. Four legs, runs fast. Uh, four legs, runs fast. Has a mascot... I mean, it, probably, you know, it has a mascot in the, the CFL. Mascot in the NFL. Oh no, in, in in the CFL. Shoot. Yep.
5: Oh, in the CFL.
3: Yeah, mascot okay. in the CFL. Yep.
5: Not kind of be a tiger. <laughs> it's a horse. Uh, it's a horse. I think I'm a tiger cat. I'm like, okay, a horse, really? Yeah, I didn't think this. So. Huh.
3: I thought maybe Kentucky. Yeah, That's not right. Interesting. Was yeah. There, was there a lot of horses roaming the street in New Jersey growing up? I, I can't <laughs> say that I really. <laughs>
5: Too many horses. In my time in New Jersey. <laughs> it, is,
3: it is a little different. I did not expect that. And we'll leave you. We'll leave you on this yeah. one. Real, we'll leave you on this one real quick. The New Jersey state flower. Another hint. It is purple.
5: Purple flower. I'm not good with flowers. Hmm.
3: Hmm. You know what? Oh. I'll, I'll just tell. You. It's the meadow violet. Meadow Violet. So now, no, I definitely would not have gotten that. <laughs> but, Brian, now think about it. You're home in the off-season. If there's any trivia stuff out at, uh, out at an establishment, you're winning this thing, right? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got the answers now. Oh,
5: man. Uh, yep. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and, Brian, let's, let's leave you on this. If you could vacation in one spot anywhere in the world, all expenses paid, where, where would it be?
5: Well, that's, a, that's a great question. Yeah. Um, all expenses paid...
3: Yep, Mr. Braley says, hey, you know what, great year, boom, blank check, go where you want.
5: I mean, that it'd be hard to turn down Hawaii. Oh, um, yeah. I'm with you. But, you know, I've actually always wanted to go to Australia, so. Yeah,
3: Wait, you know what? I'll That's- take
5: Australia, too.
3: That's the furthest, that's the most expensive. So that's a great choice. I love it. There you it. go. All right. I might as well. <laughs> yeah, if someone else is paying for it, right? Boom. All right. Brian, you've been very generous with your time. Good luck the rest of your season. Thank you so much.
5: Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you.
3: There he is, Brian Burnham of the BC Lions. Star wide receiver. We'll take the break. We'll wrap up the show with some CFL fantasy tips from Ben Kramer of Daily Roto. He'll join me on the Domino's Pizza Delivery Line on CFL Weekly. Back to wrap up CFL Weekly. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 studios in Toronto. We go Canada-wide on the TSN radio network on Twitter at AndyMC81. Found some great chats during the commercial on twitch.tv slash Live. Jump in the chat room there and join the conversation. Also, folks, delivered by Domino's. Large four topping pizza, just $12.99. Check out all the great carryout and delivery deals at dominoes.ca. And I got to give a plug to my guys at seatgiant.ca. So in Cleveland last weekend and went to got great tickets from seatgiant.ca to the Indians Astros game. And the best part was it was in Canadian dollars. You know, when you go to some of those ticket sites and it's American conversion, you need a math degree to figure it out and tickets one price, you do the conversion, you're getting hosed. Well, seatgiant.ca, all the tickets are fully guaranteed. You can buy with confidence in Canadian funds. I got great tickets. I posted some of images on the uh, at AndyMC81 and videos of my view there. But you gotta check them out. And if you use promo code Andy, you do save a little bit of money on your next purchase. So check that out, seatgiant.ca. Let's get to some CFL fantasy tips from my guy, Ben Kramer of Daily Roto. Ben, how are ya? Hey, good day, Andy. Excellent, man. Well, you know what? It's uh, the the quarterback complications continue. Vernon Adams Jr. Just when we thought, hey, maybe we'll start getting a little confidence with Vernon Adams Jr. Well, now we're back to pigskin Pipkin. Where are we? And Cody Fajardo and McLeod Bethel Thompson are winning performers of the
6: week. Where are we going, quarterback wise, this week, please? Yeah, I think we've got three real options up top, and they're all at three different price levels, so you can kind of decide where it fits into your lineup. Fajardo is on top of the projections, and he's one of the better values this week versus Montreal that's given up the most passing yards per attempt on the slate. And all while Saskatchewan is passing for the most yards per attempt, it's a pretty good matchup that you'd want to exploit. And he's still only about $8,500 on CFL.ca and just under $10,000 on DraftKings. If you want to go down from there yet cheaper, you've got Dane Evans, who is coming in only $6,000 on CFL.ca and not too much more on DraftKings. And the matchup with BC is really exploitable, as they're almost giving up three passing touchdowns a game, and that's something you certainly want to jump on. Evans is obviously a little bit shakier and unproven, but the salary savings could certainly let you fit in a lot of top stars at other positions. And if you've got money left over because you went cheap at running back, Trevor Harris has a great matchup versus Ottawa, who's giving up the second most yards per attempt on the slate through the air. And Harris, as we saw, can certainly make things happen, even versus a great defense like Calgary last week
3: writing on DraftKings, he's uh, 10,300, so pricey there. But it's really interesting. Right now, we know not to go on the DraftKings uh, lineup with Matt Nichols or on the TSN1 anyway. With, yeah. what was, what was the hashtag, N- hashtag NeverMattNichols, was that it?
6: Yeah, never NeverMattNichols. He's, <laughs> he's a fine, real-life quarterback. Yes, fine man. for fantasy purposes, he's always overpriced and under-delivers. He just doesn't pass for enough yards in that offense to ever get the bonus points on DraftKings for 300 yards passing. And it really keeps his ceiling a lot lower than most other quarterbacks.
3: So, where are we going running back this week? Uh, you look at Jeremiah Johnson with Montreal, he hasn't done very much. A lot of injury bugs. C.J. Gable creeping back up. He always makes me a bit nervous. You got the, the steadfast stalwarts in Harris and Powell. Is there anybody you're liking at, at running back, either at the top end or, or a value play?
6: I think the value that really pops this week is Romar Morris. He put up really quite a performance last week, coming only eight months off of an Achilles surgery that was ruptured. And he's under 4000 on CFL.ca and he's only the mid 6000 on DraftKings. The matchup with Winnipeg isn't ideal, but anytime you can get a starting running back who's going to get you 15 touches in a game, that's somebody that's certainly worth pinpointing when they're under $4,000 on CFL.ca. I expect he'll be one of the more used line- running backs in lineups this Week Harris's price just continues to go higher, and this matchup with Calgary is one to be scared of. In some ways, there is one game last week or last year versus Calgary. He only had seven carries for about thirteen Oof. yards, and that's not something that you can possibly afford to have come in your lineup for almost twelve thousand dollars on CFL.ca and now eleven thousand on DraftKings, which is the highest-priced running back I've ever seen in four years. So he's somebody that you might want to take a flyer on in high-priced GPP lineups but it 's not somebody who 's worth using in single lineup kind of situations,
3: no, and of course, hey, you know what we've got to pick two of these running backs um, John Crockett, I know he 's been someone we 've gone to over the last few yeah. weeks, the, you know not bad
2: thing
6: versus Edmonton just because they 're only giving up about forty eight plays a game on two opposing offenses, and ottawa 's offense just has been bad, straight bad for the yeah. most part. So I think the one to monitor is going to be what Hamilton does at running back this week. Most of their running backs are all very cheaply priced, the most expensive being Irons at 4500 If he's ready to go, I think he's a good play. If he's out, Coombs might be an option versus uh, who do they have BC this week, and that's a pretty exploitable matchup too. Uh, my favorite would be if Cam Marshall can come off the practice roster and give him something because he's put up a lot of good numbers in the past for fantasy purposes.
3: In conversation with Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca Fantasy Tips on Twitter at Ben Yemen, wide receiver. Uh, what do you think of the Bagel this week, Reginald Bagleton uh, versus Winnipeg? That's always a tough D, but hey, the Bagel's been uh, he's been delivering.
6: Yeah, he's a solid option. He gets his six to eight targets a game. He delivers on kind of ten or twelve yards an attempt. He's a reasonable play, but he's priced up quite a ways on both sites. Nearly 8000 on CFL.ca versus Winnipeg and just getting close to 9000 on DraftKings, which for me, I probably won't have much of any of the Calgary receivers this week. They've got the uncertainty at quarterback, wondering if it's going to be Bo Levi or whether it's going to be Arbuckle. The matchup versus Winnipeg isn't ideal despite the fact that Macbeth shredded them last week. Hmm. It's probably one that I'll stay away from just based on price levels. I think that you've probably got a few cheap options that you you can go with Kevin Alli- Elliott in Edmonton versus uh, Ottawa. Now, that they've traded away Kenny Stafford. That probably cements Elliott in the lineup every week, and he comes in really cheaply priced on both sites. Uh, he's probably a pretty good option. And if people are feeling really risky, Kenny Stafford is a guy who's going to come in pretty reasonably priced, and if Shaq Evans is out, he might get that boundary-side wide receiver start for Saskatchewan this week versus Montreal.
3: Yeah, we're just looking at a couple of the cheaper options on DraftKings.com. Malik Irons, of course, Hamilton, you said, uh, rightfully. So you you got to track that, folks. This is the thing. It's not like NFL where, you know, you gotta pay attention, but CFL, you gotta go right up to the wire to see who's got the start on the depth charts. You gotta be following all these teams, uh, on social media. You got him, you got Brandon Rutley maybe as a, as an option, a little bit lower on there. Um, defensively, you know, this is where we always go. This is where it's, it's always a little tough. Uh, it seems to be getting harder and harder to have that, that uh, mulligan of, of, okay, this is a guaranteed point, uh, a sieve, you know, uh, where are we going this week on D?
6: I think on CFL.ca, you probably want the Hamilton Tiger Cats. They're that kind of sweet spot of low price and high upside versus B.C. B.C.'s been giving up fair number of turnovers and as we know they've given up six or seven sacks in a game on a couple occasions already this year and the tiger cats are one of the better defenses this season despite their losses in free agency so i think based on the price tag on cfl tsn fantasy that'll probably be one of the better options on DraftKings, edmonton is priced right down near the bottom of the spectrum versus ottawa and ottawa's kind of a turnover machine so i think they've got a good chance for a defensive score with the possibility of christian jones now returning kicks there the ability to get sacks and put pressure on Davis, I think they're going to be one of the better plays of the week, despite the fact they're one of the lower-priced options.
3: So, okay, uh, before we let you go, Ben, I got uh, 7389 bucks left. I got a flex player, and my choices are, uh, let's see, I got uh, Sha- uh, Shaq Evans of Saskatchewan or Brad Sinopoli of Ottawa or Luke Tasker of Hamilton. I'm going to scratch Tasker because I don't trust Evans. So if I got Evans or Sinopoli, who are you taking in the flex?
6: Yeah, I think in that $7,000 price range, I probably like Ricky Collins or R.J. Harris the most if they get on the field. I think Collins showed that he can get in the end zone this last week and will have a fair number of targets now that uh, you've got Stafford out of the lineup. I think if R.J. Harris manages to get back in the lineup, he was a solid source of 8 to 10 targets a game, and it would be nice to be able to get him back playing again.
3: And again, on the CFL game, he's got the big old uh, red cross on for medical, so track him. That's what we got to do on, on CFL, on the TSN side, on the DraftKings side. Uh, now, Ben, tell people you're doing a lot of great work, Daily Roto, coming up for NFL Season 2.
6: Yeah, the NFL packages are kicking off with the preseason in full swing now, and if you use the promo code CFL2019, you can get 10% off our annual NFL package on DailyRoto.com as well. There you go, brother. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, good talking to you,
3: Andy. All right, there he is, Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.CM. Remember, you can join our custom CFL Weekly, DraftKings.com, Fantasy League. Tons of fun. Just make sure you're following at Benjamin on Twitter. We'll get you in there. We'll send out the links from there and myself at AndyMC81. There you go, folks. Thanks to Rod Black, thanks to Brian Burnham and Ben Kramer. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.